Hey coaches, welcome back to Coach Parker's Coaching Youth Football Tips and Talk podcast. I'm Coach Parker, your host. Thanks for tuning in today. In this podcast, we'll be talking about keys to fun, success, and winning as a coach. This is part two in the series. Thanks for joining and let's get into it. But before we do that, please subscribe to the channel. It really helps out uh, in Google search and with the podcast and videos and search engines. So if you get a chance, subscribe, like, hit the notify, comment, do all that good stuff. All that interaction with the podcast and the video podcast does me really well. Helps me out a ton, costs you nothing. So please subscribe today if you get a chance. Thanks. Again, this is part two in the keys to fun success and winning as a coach and for your team. We had gone through organizational planning, time commitment, goals, expectations, how much do you know about football, how much do you know about youth football, your management skills and communication in the first part of this series. So look for part one. In this part, we're going to talk about, again, communication, just review that a little bit, since it is very, very important. Leadership, ethical and moral leadership, learn your league's leadership and best teams and coaches, team discipline and choosing coaches. So let's jump right in and back into uh, communication and the reason I wanted to go back over uh, this particular uh, skill set is you really must be or become a good communicator. Uh, you really must learn to over communicate. You know, they say it takes people three times to hear something, and that's communicating with your staff, with your players, with your parents, with the league, with the fans with league commissioners, with the referees. This is communication that encompasses all of that. So you must get really good at that. I will say, if you're not the best at all of those, you may wanna you know, choose a team parent or an assistant coach that's really good at, at communication. If you're more of a Bill Belichick type grumpy coach, which I am, and I've partnered with several uh, other coaches that I've co-coached with and been assistants to and been a head coach with that are really good at communication, which helps me in the overall process. I'm really good at website communication, email, social media, but one-on-one, -on -one, I'm not as good. I'm good with crowds. I'm good with a lot, you know, talking to a lot of people, but one-on-ones I, I, I could probably do better at. So look for somebody when you choose a coach, if you don't have that communication skill, to partner with uh, you know it's very very important uh, to to be a good communicator and some of the tools that can help you do that besides choosing a coach or a team parent that's good at communication is there's a lot of technology now that wasn't there 15 20 years ago email you know great way to set up email reminders send out weekly emails about what's going on I like to use Shutterfly kind of as my team site because it's free. There's TeamSnap. There's a ton of those out there now, but I have so many years entrenched in Shutterfly. That's what I use. There are uh, text apps for groups like GroupMe and Band. You can also set up a Facebook page and a Twitter 
account that will do all kinds of things now for you. Uh, so you've got that. There's cell phone messaging apps like Facebook Messenger that you can set up uh, and others. There's a, You can do a blog or a website like in Blogger, Tumblr, or WordPress for your team, which is which you, you, you can do all those all for free if you want to geek out that far. Uh, and you can also do Microsoft Word documents to hand out documents, PowerPoint. I use a ton of PowerPoint, but you've got Google Docs and I think Google Slides that'll do all that. So there's really no excuse for poor communication now and good communication uh, with your staff and your parents and all that makes you look good, makes you look organized. And that's the key for the Lee and for parents for you is you really want to look like you know what you're doing. Even if you're faking it to be great, that sometimes can work. So, you know, if you've got a fake being a good communicator and that helps you get to it, then do it. Uh, but communication uh, is very, very, uh, is a very very key skill and remember your parent meeting and I've taken quite a lot of time on this is critical and I'll have a whole nother uh, podcast video podcast on your parent meeting you can see uh, on my old uh, uh, coaches training videos there's a whole video on that and I think there's an old podcast on that so look for that also screaming and raging at your players in the games and at practice, and we'll talk about that in another podcast. That's not communication either, so make sure you're respecting everybody when you do communicate. The other thing is leadership, responsibility, and attendance. I mean, uh, look, leaders make tough decisions, and when you make a tough decision, make sure you know all about what's what decision, you know, all the uh, things that are going on in that decision you're going to make that means really listening to the problem and learning about the problem what's going on you know it's your responsibility as a head coach to take control and that's not demanding but that's earning that that leadership through organizational planning good communications goals and doing what it takes to be a leader you really can't demand leadership uh, the other thing is you're responsible for in managing these 60 plus people. So, you know, you just can't take take off for two weeks and go to Tahiti or just decide you're going to be late every day to practice. Head coaches are always there. They're always early. They always know what's going on. They're able to understand all the problems with the team and what's happening with the league. And you've got to be responsible enough to get all that information, communicate all that information, be there on time, make sure everybody's safe and all of that good stuff. You know, Lombardi's 15 minutes early uh, is basically on time is a very good rule. I usually try to get to practice be 30 minutes early. That way I'm on Lombardi time. Plus I can set up my uh, skill drills with the first to practice. And the other things I'm always the last to leave and that should be a key for you because there's always a late kids and parent pickups and you never should leave a player at the field uh, without attend, you know, having somebody there with that player. So make sure you do all that. And that's what leaders do. They do the hard things. 
And you can't really demand to be the leader, but you know, people will follow someone that's organized, has a plan, that understands football and knows what they're doing, that's a good communicator and then and is a good manager. They will follow that person. But if you're just dogging that in a bunch of those key areas, uh, it's hard for people to get behind that. So understand if you, if people are not looking at you uh, as a leader, it's you should look internally first because uh, I see that a lot. The other thing which has really been killing me because there's a lot of TV shows out about, you know, tiny tot football and all that stuff and you see some of that. You know, it's your responsibility to be a role model and to me, and maybe because that's the, I grew up within the church, is that I really think a role model needs to have ethical and moral leadership. I mean, you can't be cussing around five to 12 year olds. I mean, I'm sorry. Even in high school, I think the cussing went a little bit too far with even my high school coaches. I mean, you know, at official events, you know, no smoking tobacco, no drugs, no drinking, no cussing. I mean, I, I came up also within the YMCA organization for five years when I first started playing. So, you know, this, this is a big deal for me is I think you really have got to be a role model. And to me, a role model is not cussing and drinking or smoking or chewing tobacco in front of the kids. To me, it's like you need to think your, your church-going grandmother is there at practice and in the games that are around you when you're around the kids. And how do you act at her house when there's company around? You know, she'd pinch you or, or give you a nice slap, or at least mine would, if I was acting up. So just kind of think about it that way. And that may help you be this ethical and moral leader. Because uh, a lot of these kids... They come from broken homes, they've divorced, and they may be looking for someone to look to to give them that to give them that role model as a man, uh, or even if you're coaching, you're a woman coach, a female coach, you know, just someone that 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 can be looked up to. Uh, you really need to give them that, and I don't think drinking and cussing in front of the kids at an official event is really, and really, if they're around depends on you know what your your rules are but I would you know look to your grandmother and if she's gonna approve of that the other thing to have fun and success with winning and I think this is a really big one and I learned I, I learned this when I got to Denver uh, I was starting a new tackle league and it was a tough league and I knew that and so I wanted to learn the league who the best coaches were in teams and so uh, after, uh, you know, they approved me to be a coach, uh, I made sure that uh, I took a couple of folks to lunch, uh, learned the league, learned who the best coaches were in teams and found out why they were winning and how they were winning and what I needed to do to compete. And that really helped me out. And I think that will help you if you really get in and find out who those those folks are. And if you can get your league to give you a mentor within the league, you know, maybe they're not in your division or maybe they're older and they've been a good winning coach or a successful coach or respected coach within your league. See if they can't do that for you or lean on a league commissioner 
that's been that. I had a lead commissioner at the time that I became friends with and leaned on him, and that really uh, helped me out. You know, learn your competition within the league. It's not scouting, it's just learning, you know, about the league and what it takes. I mean, you may move into a passing league where all these coaches pass and they're good at it. So you've, you've got to understand what that, what that means. So uh, take a look at that. Uh, the other thing uh, is team discipline. Uh, team discipline doesn't mean punishment. It just means setting good ground rules and expectation and then sticking to those and, and being firm and not letting people slide without consequences you know if you set goals and you've set in rules in your team parent meeting and this is how things are going to work and this is what you're looking for uh if people start not following those then you as a leader need to step up and have some discipline and say this is what we're going to do if we're not following those the big deal that i see around this team discipline and issues with parents is when your superstar studs get away with not showing up to practice or being late all the time or you're letting them do stuff in practice and then other kids especially maybe weaker or minimum play kids are getting punished for doing those same things and you're not holding your star players accountable to me your star players and I've been one of those in high school. You need to hold those folks accountable. I think we're seeing what's happening when these studs get better and they get into the pros. What respect they have for authority is just diminished because we've catered to them as coaches for so long and not held them accountable and basically given them anything. And that's not serving them or the community or the world any good by just letting these superstars become prima donnas. So that's my take on team discipline. Make sure you're fair. It doesn't mean yelling and punishing kids uh, and try not to be making up rules on the fly. You know, I try to set my parent meeting with all those rules, you know, overdo it and then pull some back. But don't be trying to set up new rules on the fly for certain people. The last one today in part two is really choosing coaches in your team parents. And I would say be really careful on this one. Uh, you really need to ask yourself, do you know these people? Do you really know them? Are they going to mesh with me? Do their personalities seem like they'll mesh? I know sometimes you're, you know, your volunteers, you kind of, kind of, you have to accept what you get, but if you don't have to do that and you have a chance to interview people and go through that process and uh, the legal have background checks, you can ask around about people, you know, have they played, do they know, have they coached this before, that kind of thing, uh, that will help you out. That's what I did in Colorado in the new league when I got there moving from Dallas to Colorado. I interviewed people, I had that opportunity, got on my team and, and it worked out pretty good. Uh, did have a couple of issues with a team mom and that that issue with a team mom sometimes will turn into uh, that player did not turn out to be a player that got a lot of play time and sometimes team parents if they're on the coaching staff or on as a team parent they may think that uh, just because they're volunteering they're their son or daughter should get a lot of play time and you need to explain that that doesn't work that way. 
Uh, the other thing is, you know, all these people, they, they need to understand they're following you. They're not leading unless you set it up for a co-head coach thing, which I've done before and it works out great. But you really need to set up is, you know, they're going to follow your direction. And uh, that's critical. And if they stop following your direction and they start causing problems, you need to ask yourself, do I need to cut bait and let them go? And that may be a decision you need to make. I know I've been an assistant on a couple of teams, love the coaches, but we don't mesh for whatever reason. It just didn't mesh. Our communication styles and personalities as far as coaching together just didn't work. So I chose not to go back to those teams. And sometimes that happens. You know, you just have to make that decision for yourself and how that's going to work out for your staff. So be very careful with choosing coaches. And I know some folks say, you know, you don't want more than three coaches. I like to have, you know, once I get to know people, I like to have a fairly big staff, especially with younger teams, just because we can do a lot of stations and have that help. But just make sure that they know, hey, these are official coaches. You're just a practice helper dad. Make sure everybody knows their responsibility and how they're going to fit on the team. And that comes back to communication and make sure that's communicated that you're the leader and everything, especially when you're choosing your coaches. Make sure they know their responsibility and what they're expected. So, well, that's going to end my part two because I'm hitting 17 and a half minutes here. And stay tuned for part three of Keys to Fun, Success, and Winning. And this has been part two. Remember, coaching youth football is hard, so it's a learned skill. Take some time. You're herding cats. Parents are crazy. League politics. There's other great coaches that are out there. You Maybe you didn't get studs on your team, and it's a lot of time commitment. So remember, it's not very easy. It's hard, and you need to learn how to do it. Uh, so thanks for joining me today. Hey, uh, if you'd like to help me out and keep me making, help me make more free Youth Football Coaching Tips podcast, videos, all that good stuff. I've got a bunch of playbooks over at CoachParker.org that you could purchase, which will really help me out. And then you can also, as always, please subscribe to the podcast and the video podcast. That really helps out a ton. So I really appreciate that. So this is Coach Parker with Coach Parker's Coaching Youth Football Tips Talk podcast. I appreciate you joining me today. Hey, remember to play for fun and winning is funner. I'll see you guys next time. Ciao.